This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Midair madness, passengers trading blows. Midair brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the shit? Where's the lady that started the shit? I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. G'day, mate. Let's, buddy, let's get stuck in. You feeling good? You excited? Episode 14? Very excited for episode 14. It's, uh, yeah, we're in it's uncharted territory. Yes. I don't think anybody's ever gotten this far into their podcast. Episode 14. I wouldn't Who think knows so. what will happen? Not in 14 weeks. It's insane. How long did it take you to get to 10 episodes in your podcast? Man, you crushing it took 10 years, and I'm only up to episode 12. Oh, so. episode 12. Excellent. I recall being on one, but... Uh, I can't remember what it was about, but uh, I remember... It was all about know, pranks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Excellent. Well, uh, good luck with that, mate. Good luck with the podcast. Hope it goes well. <laughs> Man, how's this? Just before we get stuck in, I just got a text. I got a text from a mate of mine, Kano. Yes. Uh, a mate that I used to do a door-to-door sales with, uh, sales job with. Fuck, yeah. it was brutal, that job. Terrible job. Um, Man, just going door-to-door. Even though we're selling something that... People didn't get angry at it. It was just comedy tickets. But yeah. the amount of rejection, like you'd get fucking maybe one yes to 100 no's. Probably good training to be a comic, just that level of of rejection. I, mm. I've i never had a sales job like that. I've I've had some shit jobs. I've never gone door to door or even telesales. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, telesales I couldn't do. Prefer the person to person bants. Have a little oh, bit of banter. God. Get yeah. told fuck off. Yeah. Um. But Kano, I hit up because I knew his job would be in trouble. Uh, when the COVID-19 thing happened, I said, mate, if you need some cash, let us know. And he said, could I borrow 1500 I've got a great gambling idea. And he's oh, just man. sent me through. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just sent me through his bet slip. And yep. it said, this bad boy would have been 1800 had the last leg got up. <laughs> right. What did you send back? I'm going to have to stop you there, mate. You had me a great gambling idea. What are your what are your bank details? Bad. Well, I'm glad I haven't lent it to him yet. Yeah, lent. But clearly gotten all his bad. <laughs> he's clearly gotten all of his bad luck out of the way this weekend. So that's good. 
Yeah, great. I tell you what, this would be a good time for the mechanical dogs. Oh yeah, your track sides. Those uh, track side, yeah, those uh, animated dogs that I'm quite fond of. <laughs> you don't see them ripping rabbits' heads off, do you? No. Victimless. Me- uh, the thing about the mechanical dogs I love the most is that in your regular dog race, you've got a maximum of eight dogs. Yeah. But uh, with computers, sky's the limit. You can have a fucking 37 dog race. Oh, they just keep adding dogs in, do they? Yeah. Just control oh, C, control V. It's amazing. Just to and fill it... up the, the dogless dead air <laughs> in between actual dog races, <laughs> they've got animated fucking dogs. I've always said the be- people bet on the Melbourne Cup and whatever. Who's got the time? That race yeah. can be upwards of three minutes. Yeah. I want, I want a two hundred ninety-seven meter dog sprint. Absolutely, that is literally <laughs> a roll of the dice. The only problem is that if they're too short, they're on a straight, and uh, I find much like any racing, a turn really helps out in oh, the sorts excitement. Out, sorts states. out the dogs from the pups. Yeah, that will. Could be a fucking whip it in the straight, get lucky. But no, not if there's a not if there's a curve in the track. That's what keeps it exciting, <laughs> dog racing. Man, on trackside, they should put them on skateboards or something. Who cares? Why are they running normally? It's a fucking well, computer game. I'm trying to get away from reality. Something to look at. Well, if a big surge comes in on one particular <clears throat> animated dog, I mean, it's obviously not open to corruption as, as normal um, actual dogs and actual horses are, so... That's what I like the most about it. <laughs> that nothing could be changed. Unreal. Nobody's ever, yeah, nobody's ever used a cheat code in a computer game. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Oh, should we get stuck in? We yeah, do mate. have a fucking great episode this week, including oh, yeah. a celebrity. Oh, it's got a fair bit to it. This this um we're looking at Korean Air K E four eight zero from Hanoi to in, Hanoi, Vietnam to Incheon, uh, Korea on uh 20th of December, if you can cast your mind back, 2016. 2016. You know what? Yep. I can cast my mind back. Excellent. I don't um, know what year we started at, but I, or stop it at. I reckon 2018. You can't have a harp if it's past Jan 1st, 2018. Yeah, okay. Well, for now, so you say that. Yeah. What about in five years when we're still doing this podcast? You'll be doing that. It moves harp. up. Yeah. Moves up. Um, two-year window. Yeah, okay. So we're looking at a 34-year-old South Korean man who had two and a half glasses of hard liquor, which uh, turned out to be whiskey with his meal, apparently. Psychopath move. Oh. Who, who has a whiskey with their dinner? Mad. <laughs> that should be the first. That's, you get cut off. G'day, mate. Would you, like the, would you like the chicken and rice or would you like the vegetable lasagna? Yeah, I'll go to the veggie lasagna. Can I just get a whiskey straight with that? Yeah. yeah. No. No, you may not. <laughs> you fucking animal. You know what you still see, and it's just it's not as harmful maybe, but just as psychopathic as you see in American television, like adults will serve themselves up a fucking pint of milk with dinner. Oh. <laughs> What's happened there? Just as disturbing. The only as adult man, the only adult man who should be drinking pints of milk is Santa. All right, so... Unless you fucking drop some presents off <laughs> yeah. at my joint, you're not having a glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, um, this ordeal, right, it's lasted for four hours, apparently. I can only speculate how long it takes, how, just why it takes that, that long to subdue a troublesome passenger. I assume the perp has siblings, from what I can see. There's no way 
an only child knows how to convince someone to get off him and promise to settle down. Like, there's no way that's happened. Add, add to this, too, from what I can gather, a flight from Hanoi to Incheon is four hours and five minutes duration from what oh, I looked up. So five minutes in, he's, yeah. he's on. Yeah. But with the... Yeah, like, with the getting bashed thing, getting held down, I can't tell you how many times as a child I was on either side of a, you know, look, if I take my foot off the back of your head, are you going to punch me? No. Promise? Yeah, I promise. Okay. <laughs> Let him off. Punch. <laughs> it, it was that that's for really, four hours. That's how our court system still works today. Yeah. Mate, if we let you out on bail, you're not going to do anything silly, are you? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so during all this, right, it's... Um, he was, he's pulling more than one flight attendant's hair and being a general menace, kicking people, that sort of thing. And there was, there was no diversion. It was just a four-hour struggle, during which time he broke free of his restraints on three separate occasions. So they're not being put on properly. You can't get out of a zip tie. Um, yeah. Obviously, it, they need some Jetstar training. I wonder if that's who they get after this. Whoever, Whichever flight attendants work on the Sydney Phuket or the Melbourne Denpasar run. Yeah. They've got to go and do they it get like those... a weekend away with them. Yeah, they've <laughs> they've got to learn. Well, it was, I mean, the whole situation, it was looking pretty grim. But uh, if you had to pick who would be on board to help out, who do you reckon, like, who would you pick to help out in this uh, situation? Well, I know a few episodes back, a whole rugby team held a man down until he died. Yep. So cool. maybe a rugby team, maybe an MMA fighter. Yeah. It's on the way back from a little vacation somewhere, or even an air marshal. We spoke about air marshals last week. Yep. Maybe an air marshal that just happens to be on this Korean air flight. Well, no, it wasn't any of them. Who, uh, it was actually this bloke. Wherever you go, oh, no. Yes. That, but unless that's one of the people I just mentioned doing some karaoke. Oh, no. It became apparent. We've got the wrong bloke. It's, it's, it's none other than uh, pop icon Richard Marks <laughs> sitting in the next row. And thank goodness he was. I mean, whenever I've been in a bit of a pickle, not once it has, has a soft rocker come to my rescue. <laughs> but there he was, Richard Marks. Who, wow. Richard is now 56 years old. Big head of hair. Not even one grey. Still. Not one grey, which is, uh, yeah. I'm as surprised about that as I am that Billy Joel has no wrinkles at the age of 70. <laughs> Billy looks quite <laughs> fucking surprised about that himself. I've just Googled photos of him on the flight. You're right. I reckon he just used so much hairspray in the 80s that even the colour can't leave. Yeah. Oh, it's just the same haircut, you reckon? <laughs> He's still looking the, the same. The same hair. It yeah, hasn't grown. Hair. Like the roots, the roots are clogged oh, with dead. hairspray. So there's no new hair coming through. Yeah. It's just that hair that you saw him with in that video is the same hair today. Oh, it's like yeah, it's like a doll that your kids have. <laughs> the hair's exactly the same all the time until they fucking cut it and they discover that it doesn't grow back. I've ne I've never seen someone in economy on a long haul flight with this hair. <laughs> even the guy they're holding even the guy they're holding down has got a fresh cut. Oh yeah, he's got He's a good come cut. from the barber. Yeah. Maybe that's what's happened. Maybe he's gone to a modern barber and they've given him th fucking three pale owls while he's sitting there getting uh, getting his half haircut look that he's got. Oh, yeah, that's the sort of barber you frequent, don't you? I saw you yeah. at one recently, in fact. Um, oh, you certainly did. Getting the, 
get where the full, were, we, full treatment. Where were, oh, that was in Adelaide. Yeah, we're in Adelaide. You got a you're an artisan I was, I was, barber. I was sitting in a barber chair having a coffee like a gentleman, and uh, what do I see in the reflection of the mirror? One Luke Heggie just with a phone <laughs> held up. I'm like, hold on, he's not FaceTiming his family. I'm about, I'm about to cop shit on the internet again. <laughs> the full treatment. It, it was so quick too. It was so quick. I go, hold so on, that's quick. Heggie. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what I can't. So, uh, Richard Wright, he's, um, he's, he's come up with some excellent quotes to talk about this. He said, he was just whacked out. He was attacking passengers. And then Richard has said, the all-female crew were clueless and, and not trained as to how to restrain this psycho. He was only initially yeah. subdued when I and a couple other male passengers intervened. How's that wow. sound in 2016? You have to word this yeah, not a little, little more thoughtfully. It's not fucking 2015, Richard. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that's an 80s star. That's yeah. not a modern-day one. Because <laughs> um, a modern-day star would say, I got up to help, but actually well, I ended up standing back as these brave women sorted it all out, asking yeah. me for help occasionally. Yeah. But this bloke's like, the Sheilas have fucked it. <laughs> I've come in, <laughs> I've come in sorted What's... everything. It's kind of refreshing to see someone not afraid of the fucking PC brigade alluding to the general uselessness of women. Here he is. <laughs> and, like, in this regard, quite, quite the debate unfolded in the comments section over on Richard's Facebook oh. post about the incident. <laughs> yeah. Did you clock any of that? No, I didn't, I didn't read the comments. Oh, it's pretty well, good. Richard, is it, is it exactly what I'm expecting? Yes, it's exactly what you think. There's two very clear sides... As there are in every single argument now, you have to divide, you know, with good or with evil. And uh, that's what's happened. Mate, and what I love about Richard as well, I think he's trying to delete one of his first tweets. Oh, and yeah. this is how you know it's a bloke in his 50s, or 60s yeah. even, typing <laughs> about it. You will be hearing about our flight hashtag 480. So he's put the hashtag in the, he's put the, hashtag in the middle of the word. That's not yes. going to help. Yep. On Korean Air. Passenger next to us, attack passengers and crew, crew completely ill-trained. And then four minutes later, we have video of entire chaotic and dangerous event. Last of four hours, crew completely ill-equipped to handle situations. So he's written the same thing twice. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's a few ambiguous details, but that's also something that's irked me forever about American English, as a few things have. He said, um, when I and a couple other male passengers intervene a couple yeah. other it's a couple of other of yeah I fucking don't know why but that's really made me want to punch and and it, it, that to me is as bad as 120 dollars how much money you got 120 dollars <laughs> what two thousand dollars no you got 120 fuckhead well his his wife uh he's married to a 90s mtv vj daisy fuentes oh yeah um her post on Instagram before it, <clears throat> traveling, it's got one L, Seppo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the world with someone you love is an amazing experience. It's so important to learn about other cultures and find out how other people live. She should have put that caption underneath the photos of Richard holding down a fucking lunatic. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. That's a real amazing experience. Yeah. <laughs> so Richard Wright, yeah. for this, he's, he's not only upset at the all-woman policy, on Korean Air, a bit like Ever Airlines, they have all women on their 
but uh, also at their lack of ultimate fighting skills. Like he's, you know, what, what do you want? You can't have everything. I mean, it's almost as if airlines don't bother to hire martial arts to peel the foil tops off a few hundred fucking mac and cheese per day. <laughs> what can you do? How American is that? Hostesses should realistically just have guns so they can put an end to the yeah. terror of a drunkard quickly. Yeah. And if you, honestly, how, like the video is pretty crazy in the video. We haven't, we haven't played any of that yet. No. I've got a little bit of the video here where he starts yelling and then uh, proceeds to spit on one of the oh, flight yeah. attendants. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Ah, couldn't do that in these COVID-19 times. Oh, you wouldn't think so. That'd be a tell. I think that was a passenger. That was one of the other couple other male passengers that was getting spat at. But he definitely, I saw him kicking a few of the, few of the women as well. Yeah. So he wasn't sexist in his assaults. Um. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they did consider tasering him. But you know what Sheila's yep. like with bloody guns, even if it's just a zappy one. Too many passages around. So Richard probably told them not to. Look, you know, you want to know about <laughs> guns, don't worry about it. I, I love that there, <laughs> there's a great photo of the flight attendant holding a taser, the lights on, ready to go. Yep. Which, that's the, that's the pointer. Like, if the light's on him, shoot. That's what the light's for. Oh, there's a little laser light is there, so you definitely yeah, get a little tail. laser light on it. Right, she's got that on him. She's yelling. There's a guy in front <laughs> who's lo- looking up from his seat. He's still got his headphones on. He's like, "What's all this fucking yeah, what's all this nonsense?" <laughs> but they're so far into the fight, but he's still watching his movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Well, four hours. You're not going to watch a four-hour <laughs> fight. You probably just get up yourself and punch the guy out. Yeah, even UFC fights, five rounds tops. 25 minutes for a championship fight. Well, I know that's what how, people How many of them take. go 25 minutes? You read it after. In an actual fight, you're, you're done in 10 seconds or less. Mm. <laughs> Bullshit. Anyway, Richard didn't have a gun himself. He should have been. At least, you know, soft rock heartthrobs should be allowed to have guns. But uh, he yeah, wasn't. One, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing a small silver pistol down in his, down in his sock. With a, with a pearl like a, handle. <laughs> An ankle-strapped bell-handle pistol. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't completely unarmed. Did you clock what he oh. had? Butterfly knife. No, he didn't have a butterfly um, knife. <laughs> <laughs> bit, of ha- bit of hairspray? Did he go MacGyver on him? No. Well, you say that. Just he, froze, he actually, he, he does froze the guy to his seat? He does repair, <laughs> bear a passing resemblance to MacGyver, this bloke. Yeah. Uh, Richard Just Marks. that 80s head. No, what he what he sort of what he did have was a length of rope on a plane in the hand. Like in all the articles I've found, not one posed the question: Why would the singer of love songs have a length of rope in his carry on? <laughs> Didn't see anything about it. Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't, sh- I, I don't want to tell people what they can and can't take on a plane, but if you've got rope, that's that's going underneath. Oh fuck yeah! This is. I mean, somebody's. It's only short, like him. Maybe sort of, from what yeah. I could see, it was about two foot of rope, little strangler. But uh, even even weirder. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't piano wire. Mm. You know what? I I went through security once, right? And I had my mandolin with me, and the bloke stopped me and goes, "You got spare strings for that in the in the case?" I said, "No." He goes, "Okay, good, because they can be used as a weapon." So oh, can they? Didn't think of that, but um. Maybe I'll just rip one off the actual instrument and fucking take someone's head off. Yeah. 
What are you talking yeah, about? Wow. Anyway. The the brains trusted airport security. Yeah. Good to go again. Just giving some um, tips. They once a, f- a few years ago on tour, I had a I had a little flask that we take, Peggy. Yep. Yes. During these festivals, we've normally got a flask with us that's got some sort of whiskey in there, and I had a flask full of whiskey that over a couple of days I went Melbourne to Sydney, Sydney to Brisbane, uh, Brisbane to Cairns, Cairns across to Perth. Now, yep. I hadn't touched the whiskey. Melbourne Airport. What are you doing with that? Oh, I'm a stand-up comic. Just whiskey in a flask. I'm not going to drink it on the flight. Make sure you don't touch it. Sydney Airport, same thing. Brisbane Airport, same thing. Cans on the way to Perth. Don't drink it all at once, champ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Perth, they took a swig of it. <laughs> Why didn't you finish this? It's Tax. obviously mine. <laughs> Tax, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're, yeah, the sniffer dogs at Perth Airport just sniff out duty-free. Yeah. <laughs> Taxed it. Cops, <laughs> cops can have a sweep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I looked into a bit into this a little bit. I didn't have that much time. It's, he's, at Richard Marks is a fucking prolific tweeter. Like 40, he, lo- he loves a tweet. Oh, 43K of tweets. And so I had Oh, is that what he's up to? Yeah. I had a flick through, and 10,000 10, appear to be in the last month. So there's no way I could get all the way back to 2016 and see everything. <laughs> Fucking hell. Did, he did have some pretty great ones about this situation. Oh, yeah, he did. No, Are great. you looking at the one from 9.20 a.m., December 21st, 2016? Oh, I haven't got the time codes up, but I've probably seen it. What is it? Daisy and I are home safe and sound. No big hero move at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what... That's what he said. He said, I'm no big just, hero. And at yeah, two centimetres shorter than his wife, I wouldn't think so either. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know what he's got in his runners, but in Daisy's photo of them in Vietnam, he's a little bit taller. Is he just? So, <laughs> got a great yeah, he uh, built-up high-heeled fucking shoe, doesn't he? Yeah, the old El Pacinos. Yeah. Like one, of those, like one of those dudes who goes on blind dates and just sits down at the table early and <laughs> make, make sure you don't need to pee the entire night. Your date turns up and you just try to hide your shoes all night. Stay now hold down. on, is she is she taller than him, scalp to scalp, or are you including his foot and a half hairdo? Oh, <laughs> I don't know how they measure height. Well, would they try and push that down? <laughs> yeah, you push it down back to back, put a ruler over the top. She's two centimeters <laughs> taller than him. Rough. So yeah, I mean at. This Kenny Loggins of Danger Zone fame, who apparently clocks in at 193 centimetres, has yeah. uh, he's piped in to reply to one of Richard's tweets. Did you clock that? No. Oh, yeah. It's, this says, I quite like Kenny, it says, uh, too bad he didn't pay closer attention in Boy Scouts. Those knots would have come in handy, eh? So, Sorry. obviously. Can you, can, can you repeat that? It just cut out. Okay. Too bad you didn't pay closer attention in Boy Scouts. Those knots would have come in handy, eh? Oh, I know why. <laughs> I know why he's giving him shit because uh, the, said the flight attendants didn't know how to use their taser. They'd never fully regained control of the passengers sitting there, and the man broke free of the rope three times. Yeah, exactly. He's brutal. Like Richard, stop, stop dissing other people. You can't even tie a fucking basic reef knot around the back of a yeah. chair. Yeah, mad. Um. So, yeah, his wife though she's she was the one filming. I think they they're in this together. 
He's actually pretty cool, Richard. His his tweeting's quite funny. If you look at a few of them, he doesn't mind stirring things up either. He's um he's I, I don't want to be unfair on Richard. Basically, it is quite funny and sporting. He doesn't mind calling people fuckwits. He's calling out a few of the big guns. Like he'll just go a politician and get responses and keep going. I quite like it. Oh really? Yeah, it's good to see. I didn't I didn't pull any out. It's a bit fucking a bit sepo ish. You know. Um, localized sort of arguments, but um, I did. Uh, I don't know if you've seen a website called thepointsguy.com, which is a a very good resource for frequent flyers. And uh, a write up of this incident has attracted a few comments there. A couple of yeah. them about mid-flight brawl alumni Jared Finneran, R.I.P. Jared. Um, oh, Jared's the best. Yes. One of the best all time, including this Finneran, one. Finneran, my friend. Yeah, your mate. He has said, <laughs> someone said, Finneran surely could show this amateur how to really unsettle a first-class compartment. Richard Marks <laughs> wouldn't dare go near Finneran when he went on his tirade. And he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. What's rope going to do to shit? Absolutely uh, nothing. <laughs> paper, have... scissors, rock. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> rope, shit, up. headbutt. Yeah, yeah, you get shit on you. <laughs> Short of bullets, no one's no one's got anything on you. <laughs> no way. Well, they had a bloke who was. Didn't they have a like a military leader on that flight? He even he just sat back and went, "Fuck this." Oh yeah. What? With Let the Jared. Jared go. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> That's the thing in in jail. Don't you bronze up? Just just shit in your hand and wipe it all over yourself, and then the the screws don't touch you. That's a it's a drastic measure. But uh, it's one yeah. sure way to not get grappled by the by I reckon the it's fine. Maybe fine if you're in there overnight, but if you're doing a 10 stretch, it's going to be yeah. hard to keep that. You don't think you'd get used to it? <laughs> Just wiping pool over yourself all day, every day. <laughs> that would I reckon be it's frowned upon after time. a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> over at Points Guy, right? Points Guy. ThePointsGuy.com. Um, there's another comment on that, which I couldn't help but notice. Comes from none other than your mate, Dan Ninen. Oh, I've heard about this lunatic. First of all, got to say it again, not my mate. Well, he's a comedian like you, from mm-hmm. America like you want to be. So, you know, <laughs> he's your mate. Hence thus, therefore, my best friend. <laughs> You know what Ninen said? I'll tell you Dan what. Ninen's written, good for Richard Marks. I worked at his record label and met him a couple times, and he was an extremely nice and humble guy. Yeah. Well, he's just rammed in a bit of a humble brag there. Oh, he loves that. He worked, he, he met him a couple times, no less. Um, <laughs> I'm a couple of. On Dan Ninen, I don't know that anyone would know this bloke, but just watch the rise and fall of Dan Ninen on YouTube. It's superb. Okay. He's a 55-year-old bloke, said he was 35, and he also said he made millions as a comic when realistically he's right. made money doing something else and tried to pivot over to comedy and say, yeah, um, this is how much I'll make. He gets photo shoots on private jets. He's been called out heaps. Like, it's not, I'm not doing anything new here. He's, you know, he challenges other... He challenged other comedians who go, this guy's a dickhead. He'd try to ruin their lives. Like, he'd just go full Lance Armstrong on them. And um, yeah, wow. never worked because he didn't have much power. But um, one time he challenged another comedian who dissed him to a fight to the death on the Isle of Man. 
thinking it was somehow <laughs> legal there. Yes, let's have a hand-to-hand combat to death. Like <laughs> <laughs> a fucking ten-year-old. Uh, if you're taking a private jet to a fist fight and you're not Conor McGregor, you will most likely lose. Oh yeah, what a what a time. Mate, really makes you think. Um, <laughs> mate, you can if you click on his name in the points guy thing, it just shows all of his comments, and he's left one thousand and forty-seven comments Jesus across the Christ. points guy message board. I didn't read them, but he he's a regular contributor to the points guy, including like he, he writes articles for the points guy, and uh, he's penned one article that's how to break the ice with your seatmate, where he f- refers to himself as a shy introvert. And uh, includes icebreaker tips such as smile and say hi, can you take your picture for me, and are you going home? So, wow. One, one of the things he's quoted as saying in this particular article is, when we land, if my seatmate and I are both connecting to another flight, I'll often ask if they'd like to be my guest at the airport lounge. So pretty much just tips, oh. for, tips from a former wedgie recipient on how to stalk women you sit next to on a fucking plane. If someone said to me on a flight, hey, can you take a photo of me? I'd grab their phone and I'd just hit the button that puts it on selfie mode and hand it back to them. Go, there you go. You must not have known. Yeah. I'd, I'd pre, <laughs> pre-digital phones. I used to take some excellent photos of people when that asked, but now you you get busted straight away. We there used to, go. like I, I um, sort of at a time when they didn't have this, I'd get asked. <laughs> I, I used to work on a on the top of a ski mountain and me and this other bloke oh, just cruise around. What? Oh yeah, Just people are wrecking people's photos. And what much, I love yeah. a lot, a lot of your pranks, you never, you never see like, the result. Much like you never see the result. You no. just go on with your life, knowing yeah. it is coming, but you won't be a part of it. Oh yeah, it's the it's the filling up Coke machines. I used to put a Diet Coke in the fat Coke line, just one, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> never see. But these it's people, you, excellent. You, you just sort of you either cut all their heads off, or one of us, because we're in uniform, so people would trust us, as as you should. And um, my mate would sort of fiddle around with the camera and go, how does this work? What's this? And I'd, I'd walk off and then run into the distance and then just moon, and he'd get <laughs> my ass in the background of all these photos. Great. So, can't do that anymore. Yeah, a bit, no, a bit harder to do now. Much harder. Um. But I saw I saw your mate Nine in there. Uh, I've I've looked into him a bit because I've I've quite liked the story of Nine and just an absolute fraud. Um, some footage of him absolutely taking it in the face at a corporate gig, and I mean we've talked about this before. Who fucking hasn't? But um, yeah, I I don't actually say, actually makes me actually makes me like him. Oh, if he if he put up video of him killing at a corporate, I'd go yuck. Oh yeah, I mean if you. Yeah, if you see someone who's... But that's his whole shtick, is that he does corporates and he's clean and he's very good at it. So take what you're given there, buddy. If you, someone who's great at corporate gigs, probably don't go and see him in an actual gig. Like, if, you, if you're not dying at corporates, you're no fucking good. I, we've talked about this before, but at corporate... I died so hard at a corporate that the client rang the booker the next day to see if I was suicidal. <laughs> they fucking... They hated me thoroughly, but wow. not enough to wish me dead. Or have blood on their hands. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl, episode 14, Korean Air Flight, Hanoi to Seoul. Uh, 
big thanks to the lunatic who couldn't handle his piss, but an even bigger thanks to the man with the beautiful voice, Richard Marks. Just this bloke. Yeah. This bloke with a bit of rope. He didn't really save the day, did he? But he got some good Twitter content out of it. Yeah, he did. Uh, he seems a pretty good bloke, Richard. You know, all the pun headlines came out too. You know, be careful when you drink too much on a plane. Richard will be right there waiting for you, all that sort of shit. Proper of journalism. So uh, good on you, yeah. Richard, for being there and being the hero we always wanted you to be, that we deserve. Yeah. Journalists doing their best work there, making sure that a funny pun is more important than uh, the physical assault of numerous flight attendants. <laughs> yeah. You've got to pick something to lead the story with. You've gone pun. Good yeah. job. Peggy, you're still... You're st- you're still putting out videos on YouTube each week? Yeah, I yeah, I do on Instagram and uh Facebook. Yeah, I do. I'll get it done for me actually because I'm fucking useless. I don't know how to do it. I've got um I got uh, I got people who do it for me, obviously. Um and you've got you've got your big unsharpened pencils yes. at uh, at lukeheggy.com limited edition signature edition. Get in. And then you got your t-shirts, the merchdesk.com.au, Luke Heggie t-shirts. There's a few of those. So get some of that. Get around yeah. it. All right. Good on you, mate. I'll see you next week. All right, mate. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggie, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on. Sorry, I fucked it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.